millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, for joined by Ben Roy Taylor. Video games. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. Chaps, we are playing through a hell of a lot of stuff at the minute. I think we're all trying to juggle as many games as possible, mainly because the state of the world means that you might as well stay inside and just play whatever comes your way. Um, so as of uh, midnight last night, I've been getting through uh, Crash 4, I've been getting through Star Wars Squadrons, and there's also the Mafia Definitive Collection, um, which also Josh has been playing. Ben Roy, you just finished Final Fantasy VII. We've got the Mario Collection going on. Josh as well, you've got God of War. And at the end of all that is Hades. So we're going to try and get through everything. We probably won't, but you never know. Um, um, but I thought we'd talk a little bit about Crash 4 because Ben Roy, we played the uh, beta thing yes. uh, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, whenever that was in this weird time reality. Um, and the main game is absolutely brilliant. We're not going to sort of talk about it too much other than just general impressions. But having played it um, at midnight, I put about half an hour, 40-ish minutes into it. Um, and I don't know if either of you were looking forward to the state of the animations in it, but in terms of the way that the cutscenes are presented, um, they've got this whole, it just feels like an animated show. I absolutely love the way it's put together. Um, but I don't, like I said, I don't know if, how excited either of you were. This is almost potentially one of my most game of the year, most excitable things that i was going into it i was sorry sorry roy i know i know you've been playing the demo and you've been absolutely loving that as well uh sorry i I just get that quickly i was skeptical when i first saw it announced like wait a minute what's going on here and then i saw that things look a bit different and secretly on my own i was like oh everything looks a bit different i don't know if i like this character models and stuff yeah character models and um i I think the voices are pretty much all the same. Yeah, the voice I, is definitely the same, yeah. But um, then going into it, playing the demo, I was flipped straight away. When I was sold. It felt like a legit sequel to Crash. Mm. It was hard. It played like the others did, but there wasn't this all weird thing that we had with, was it Crash 1, where you'd slide off some sort of objects. It felt smoother. Yes. And even though it is a hefty price of 50 English pounds that I found it on somewhere, I bought my copy. I'm ready to play it all weekend. I can't wait. I think Crash 4, I think this is one of the most surprising yet yeah, like probably biggest sequels you can have in a while like where it's just yeah. just going to be more of what we want without any of the nonsense basically i will say that um, having watched um you know activision do the with the insane trilogy then they did the reignited trilogy then we had crash team racing and it was uh, has this all been building to actual forward momentum because they were really good you know uh, re- retro nostalgic packages and tony hawks is brilliant um but with tony hawks they brought in a few elements from the later games to spruce up the older levels and like it was that whole thing of like okay you have access to all these ips what are you guys going to do going forward um, and crash 4 feels like they learned every lesson possible from the original trilogy and have modernized it and made it feel fresh and i love the redesigns of the characters i love all the every frame of every 
thing that Crash does, I think is hilarious. Um, even his idle animation where he's just like bopping his crotch in every direction. I just love that. It's brilliant. Um, and like I said, all the cutscenes are great and everything, but the way that it plays, um, Josh, I know that you're an old school Crash fan because one of the mm. options that this has is, um, I think they call it modern, it's a modern or retro approach to uh, lives in the game, um, where there's now in Crash, thankfully, thank the Lord, there's checkpoints everywhere. So that when you die and you, know, you don't have to go all the way back to the start, obviously there was the checkpoint boxes you could hit, but when you ran out of enough lives, you went back to the beginning of the whole level not anymore um if you don't want it the new setting counts up your lives the amount of well the amount of deaths that you've had and that just goes towards one of your totals um which results in different gems being unlocked and stuff but you told me that you weren't going to use that because you want old you want retro crash yeah i want retro crash if it's going to be crash 4 i want a continuation of crash warped you know what i mean i want all of those old mechanics all of those foundations to oh. still be there for me personally just because when i think of crash even like wrath of cortex and stuff i i like the live system i like the more retro you know structure of it like the name suggests so i will be trying to play it in that style i hope they've done it well because you know they might have just thrown it in as an afterthought the game might not necessarily be built or tailored towards that old school brand of playing but even if i do have to suck it up and play on the uh, more <laughs> modern modes i'm still looking forward to it man like we've talked mm -hmm. about this game before all three of us you know what i mean we're all big crash fans we've been looking forward to it i'm sadly not going to get to play it yet because i've got too many games that are currently <laughs> just in progress that I need to finish off first but I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to getting around to it because it feels like a proper I mean it sounds dumb to say it feels like a proper robust sequel but I mean in terms of content like it seems like there's so much there mm -hmm. from the levels to the way you can replay the levels to the time trial to the multiplayer you know we were we a lot of people have been kind of quibbling I know Ben Roy you just said there about it being like full price but to me the content inside it feels like it's going to be I did I did react to it being 60 pounds yeah <laughs> I feel, I don't know. Again, this is for me as an outsider. I might play it and kind of completely disagree, but uh, I'm looking forward to jumping in and I hope that amount of content and everything in there like justifies that price. And I hope, hopefully, that it's good enough that it leads us on to sequels to Spyro, to Tony Hawk's, all of the mm. other remakes that um, Activision has been working on. I will totally say that they, the personality is there. Like um, that sort of like a reverent naughty dog humor that I thought they started to add in quite nicely in Crash Team Racing, like with different background animations and different random like humans shooting each other in the background or something while you're trying to go around the Aztec circuit or whatever. Little things that I feel like Naughty Dog would have done um, that I feel like are all over this. Um, there's so much background detail and little jokes and stuff like that um, that really stands out. Could I ask one more? Just I don't know if it's a sport or anything, but because mm. you started from the beginning, you've played more than a demo now. Do you have the double jump straight away? Yes. That because that just felt weird to have it without earning it in uh, the demo. Ooh. I don't know why. It just felt weird to have it, but I guess I'm down to have it straight away. It makes me uh, curious what yeah. they've done going forward because the whole story is like you know uh, entropy and uh, uka uka. I love like, entropy as well. He's uh, oh the anime. Like I said, the animation's so good. He's so menacing with his giant evil smile. And mm. um, but yeah, he like they they refuse to stay in the weird realm they've been put, put into in Crash Three. So there's a lot of obviously abilities based around these new masks that get unearthed and stuff. Um, and I'm curious what the unlocks are going to be because I remember in Crash Three getting the uh, the one per bazooka and thinking that was the coolest the super thing spin ever. sort of thing and the super spin sort of fly, and yeah. yeah and so like there's um there's things like that where i'm like are all the upgrades going to be through the masks or are we going to get some more stuff for crash but i it, that's the, the thing with having like the um you know like the uh, double jump or whatever makes it feel like a continuation of where we left off in crash 3 um but yeah it's just so far absolutely loving it i've like I said i've only played it for about half an hour 40 ish minutes but it's so moreish and it was like 2 a.m i was like i need to play a bit of squadrons so i'll do something else <laughs> um but it's very very good the next um game down that we've got is Final Fantasy 7. Now, Mr. Benroy, you just finished this. Um, yes. 
the Final Fantasy VII Remake, rather. And uh, Josh, I know you finished it back uh, near a launch, but for both of you, it's your first experience of Final Fantasy VII. So I kind of just want to see what both of you think. Josh, I know you deleted it straight away, but Benroy, you are a bigger <laughs> fan, I think. Yeah, I want to hear Josh's story about deleting it first, though. <laughs> right, okay. That sets it up to be like, I was really disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. You're I was fair, just, though. It's fair. I, yeah, I was just I was just done with it, you know what I mean? I didn't want to go back through it. I didn't want to go back and get any of the secrets that I missed. I really enjoyed the story. I really loved a lot of it. I loved the characters, loved the world, loved the presentation. But it pissed me off too many times, man, towards <laughs> the end. Towards the end, that thing just wastes your time and treats you like an idiot. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I can put up with that mm. on the first run through to enjoy the story. But any lingering memories of seeing it on my um, UI, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't need this in my life anymore. That, but, that uh, bit, um, it's right near the end. I forget the exact chapter number, but it's the one when you're, everything's about to kick off. You're running out. You're about to do the big final battle. And we'll, we might get into spoilers in, in a bit. But, um, and then all of a sudden, crash, uh, crash, Cloud just falls off a walkway. And it's like, oh, you've got, there's, there's a whole other game down here. You've got to get back <laughs> up to where you were. And it's like, that felt like some of the most egregious padding in arguably gaming history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird because I did the thing like I don't know the other stairs a spoiler I did the, the stairs or the lift like the bits stairs. like that I went up the 60,000 flights of stairs oh, I, rather than take spoiler. I, was I, just, I, I mean we might as well just have a, a full-on like yeah. you know spoiler zone so yeah go for it there, there was just, there are some bits that was like you just get to be like oh, boss gauntlet do I really need to fight Abzu again do I really need to do this <laughs> when you get to be like everyone's like do you want to sort some chocobo routes out no I don't I'm gonna go and I'm glad I just ignore those people in that last bit of the side quest because it just got that stuff just got boring towards the end but playing yeah. the actual main game and getting into it and meeting Skullface aka the president in this game I can't believe they use Skullface's voice actor is so cool and then just seeing all that stuff going down and uh, then going and absorb it, find out how things have changed. There was, some, but then like I have to complain that some of the, some of the fights just, just I don't know why they just, I just get angry. Like, oh, do we have to? Do I have to fight man with dog and then only with cloud and then sort my life out quickly? <laughs> man with then, dog. Yeah, and and why, wait, wait, why didn't why didn't you like man with dog? Because I mean I know he's out of. He, I think it, yeah. I think it's just like why are we splitting everyone up for ten minutes just so I can have this little fight sort of thing. I just, that's so, iconic, mate. I mean, but he's not even in that part of the game, as I've seen through <laughs> looking at that. So it's not iconic. Whoa, it's whoa, very whoa, 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 whoa. Rufus is entirely iconic. That fight is I totally thought, in the first game. I, th I thought that fight was moved up ahead, though. I thought that fight no. wasn't outside the president's window. No, no, you always fought Rufus on the rooftop. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, fighting those wisps towards the end, and then the camera keeps... This is one of the biggest complaints, is when the camera kept panning up, and I was about to do a special move, and then I'd already done it, Either I, Cloud would lose his meter about to do his uh, one of his moves, or I would just miss because yeah. people had moved out of the way by the time it came back. That happened so many times. That's in the, the final fight when you go up against yeah. what is ostensibly destiny itself, this weird sort of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> boss thing where you're fighting for your own purpose, um, which is very Tetsuya Nomura. And then you die on one of them and you've got to do that all again. I was like, oh my. Did Lord. you die? I, 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 I don't know, because when, when they morph into the the bird thing and then they do the the big suplex power slam to everyone I'm just like well i didn't realize you could do that mate and no one had that on me too man and oh, so god head and so i've got to do it all again and uh, the amount of swearing i was doing towards it like you there were just certain bits 
like that that were just like, do we need to do this? Do well, we the thing is that that fight goes on for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like I remember getting through, that was on the night before the embargo. And I was like, I'm either going to keep playing and finish this so I can do the review in the morning or I'm going to go to bed. And it was four in the morning and I was doing that final fight. And I was like, if I lose this, I it might be all over my entire career. Just hang it up. I'm done. And then um, Sephiroth afterwards as well. It's like, oh. yes. It's just ludicrous. And then, yeah, like you said, you still go up against Sephiroth and you have to do that whole big fight. Um, Josh, what you, I guess both of you really, but Josh, what did you think of the way that they handled the end stuff? Did that seem, that stuff just seems so baffling? Because I think it's made for original um, fans. See, there were, there were a lot of moments in the game that we could tell it was made for original fans. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, the, the, the dog fella, uh, whose name I have forgotten, even though we've just mentioned it. Like, I catch thought, yeah, yeah, Sorry? Sorry, no, you mean the Rufus thing. I was thinking of when yes. randomly Ketchy turns up, but yeah. But also that, but yeah, when Rufus turns up and I'm kind of like, I understand why you're here because this obviously means a lot to other people, but in the context of the story you're telling, if, as, a, as a newcomer, that, that doesn't resonate at all with me. You're just this brand new character you've thrown at the, 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 the last minute that I'm mm. supposed to connect with, and that didn't. But the actual ending itself really did resonate because, you know, even though I know a lot about um, Final Fantasy VII through osmosis you know a lot of the main beats i i knew going into it because of the industry we work in the mm -hmm. games where the friends we have and stuff like that um i still could understand enough of what they were doing with the ending to get that it was a big deal and i do think they sold it in both of in terms of you know like the presentation in terms of the way it's presented in terms of the performances in terms of even like the writing they managed to nail that this was like a seismic universe changing event that even when it shows the ramifications of it it cuts to characters who you should only know because you have um, played the original game or you like final I, fantasy yeah like, that, I, that, that that worked for me still even right. that was the one time where i was like right i understand what they're doing that is still meaningful because they are such cultural touchstones in what they're changing and what they're altering i mm -hmm. can get it even as an outsider even if i don't obviously appreciate it as fully as someone who is a huge fan i could still appreciate it and get on board and ultimately that ending and i don't know how the rest of the final fantasy fans enjoy that ending but for me i was like right this is something new this is something mm -hmm. i get into not only does it make me excited for the future of this franchise and this remake it also makes me fascinated about the original to go back and go through the original and see what's different to see how they've altered it to see that legacy become part of the modern um, narrative mm -hmm. well i mean I, I opened the review saying you should only play this if you've played the original and i still stand by that i could not believe what they did in the ending the character you're referring to um who is fundamental to everything one of the biggest twists in the whole game um, um that stuff was just ludicrous can i just say after diving into uh, as much as I ragged on this, I absolutely loved my time with it and I really enjoyed it. It was like, mm -hmm. again, with just like a lot of the moments landed for me in this game, which I wasn't ever expecting. And that towards the end, I was like, you know what? I, I, I could do like another hundred hour with these characters. Like, let's go. But um, That's good. like, uh, it was weird because quickly to the complaint and to the good stuff, but when the, when the fights at the end, I felt it became like, uh, attack attack struggle as hell to try and get away and just get that healing attack 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 and it, that's what this sort of like it fell into maybe i'm just crap but i just fell into a rhythm where i was sort of like barely holding on sometimes and just mm. trying to shove health into someone while trying to dodge oh it's like you're dangling through that entire last fight big yeah. swipe but um having a reasonable idea of how things are meant to end i'm totally here for like this for sephiroth going through like time and dimensions and breaking stuff down and getting revenge but like nah i'm not dead yet and then this <laughs> whole game spurring off into like an odd dimension where it like so it reshapes the timeline mm -hmm. i'm totally and uh 
I think it was a uh, Jason Schreier had said, like, I'm totally here for Final Fantasy VII Remake to be the name of this one. Right. And Final Fantasy VII, something else to be the name of the next one, like Retribution or something like that, or Redemption, where the next ones aren't really remaking, and then they just totally like splinter off into this. Because well, I just the, love yeah. shattered time and dimensions. I'm like, you give me that sort of stuff and try explain it just for a little bit, then I'm I'm totally here. I'm gonna I'm gonna lap it all up. I'm gonna <laughs> buy this game day one, and yeah. now I'm a Final Fantasies man. Good. You you should go play the you should play the other Final Fantasies mans because they're all really good. But I think Thank yeah, you. that's one thing that I adored about it as well is that it it validates the original and says like okay, we're gonna go over here. Um, and that is so confusing the way that they do it but I think there's enough there to sort of pick apart um, but that's that's why I think you need both and hopefully that was always intentional on their part that they're going to sort of encourage you to go seek out the original one um, and see how that goes um, the next game down Josh you, you wrote down uh, Outer Wilds which me and oh. Benoit both could not connect with or at least I know I definitely couldn't over time um, but I did try a lot you are absolutely loving it yeah it hurts to know that you two couldn't get into it as much as I did because I didn't expect to get into it um, I was just looking for something to play like you said we've just been devouring these games and I'm mm. looking at what's on sale in the store and I was actually going to buy the Surge 2 and I messaged you saying Scott <laughs> which should good. I get the Surge 2 yeah. on the Outer Wilds and you were like ah, I didn't gel with the Outer Wilds and I don't know why that made Classic me buy it you more fashion. you did the opposite <laughs> thing I said <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm sure you said it's the kind of wanky thing that I would like. So yes. I thought that's a good recommendation. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, if, so, yeah. if you want like the game equivalent of the pie scene from Ghost Story, then it's kind of like <laughs> go find your own purpose. Like, yeah, that's out of the world. A little bit, yeah. So I kind of went into this not really knowing much about it. I knew the kind of the general idea of like you're in this... Um, 22 minute sort of loop and you're going off to explore and it's about like a solar system and it all works scientifically or whatever but that's pretty much the be all and end all and i didn't know if it was going to gel and i couldn't believe how much it gelled like it became instantly one of my favorite gaming experiences that i've ever had which i did not expect going into it i just couldn't stop playing it i was at work and I was thinking about what I was going to do on the night. I was thinking about where I was going to go, what I was going to do, what I, how I was going to apply the knowledge that I learned. And it's because it's not just, I think, a technical marvel, the fact that this solar system works and you're literally kind of having to wrestle with the physics to, you know, you're, you're, you're tangling with actual gravity of these pl planets to sort of fling you around the solar system and stuff. And you need mm -hmm. to get to grips with that. But I really connected with like the central mystery and the central story, like uncovering why you are where you are and what is going on and what's your place in this kind of cosmos. I just thought that was excellent. And the fact that you don't only really have, no, I love the fact that um, everything that you have at the beginning of the game is all you have at the end of the game. And it's just what you learn on your journey in the mm. context that you get for where you are and what you can do that changes. You don't get like a double jump. You don't get like the ability to teleport or anything like that. Every puzzle that you get at the start of the game, you could do then if you just had the knowledge or understanding. And I just thought that was so smart to, to make you appreciate like every little thing that you kind of encountered and I just it blew me away boys but I know that you two <laughs> didn't quite have the same just, experience every, which I think everyone... hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I was going to say that that thing you just said about like everything at the end is you, you could have done it from the beginning. You just didn't know yet. That's what I adored about the witness. Um, and I, I know some people bounce off the witness, but like, yeah, Benroy, how did you find out all wilds? Cause I mean, Josh, I've already, I've, I've exclaimed a lot of things about all wilds, but what were your thoughts on it? It's been so long ago now. I can't even remember my own takes and I <laughs> still have it downloaded. But the thing is, I, I think along with like, say, or you will in the wisps, I'm going to jump on it again when I get my series S when I've got, um, uh, when I've got a controller that doesn't have drift forward, for example, <laughs> that you're constantly battling against trying to... Def- so it would be disastrous yeah. in a while. So yeah, I mean, like- it only really works for Gears because you're literally in combat sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I can't remember my text. I just remember it, in the busy season, I felt like we had the end of last year. Just I just didn't feel like I had time for it. And I played it once or twice and didn't... The gimmick didn't stick me that time, so I just decided to put it down. My thing was that that like, the thing that like I should love about Outer Wilds is what I adore about No Man's Sky, which is just pick a direction, go and see what you find, and that'll always be meaningful, and everything f- flows into everything else. But I just I did I don't know how many runs, like nine, ten different runs in that game where you take off and you fly in a direction, you try and find something, and then just it, because the the universe resets every twenty minutes, I would just be in the middle of something, or I'd be forever up against that timer, and I just never I was always in a 
state of anxiety the whole time. I just couldn't get into that flow whatsoever where I was just sort of like, well, oh, well I, oh, am I doing this wrong? Oh, I bounced off this thing. Oh, well, I guess that's a run wasted. Then oh, I'll just restart. And then like, just, I just could not get that game at all. Um, and you did say that like, you know, you want to obviously keep checking the, um, the logs, which will tell you where to go and stuff like that. And I did find some characters and it was cool sitting playing guitar with the Astrid with the uh, underwater looking Bioshock man next to his campfire. Mm-hmm. That stuff was cool. But um, yeah, that the things that you've said are what people who love Outer Wilds have all said. And I wish I could get that. I wish I had that. But I just I just kept literally bouncing off every planet and bouncing off the whole game. But, I think um, it is fair, like, yeah. especially going into it, you know, like you are, you feel like rudderless in a way, even though it gives you a few pointers, it's very abstract in what you can do. And because it's an entire universe, like it feels entirely overwhelming and almost unconquerable because you're like, mm. you go to these planets, you don't know how they work, you're getting killed, you have to get back out, you're wrestling with the ship because your ship is like made of wood and you can't land it anywhere because you get shot off and the gravity's pulling you towards the sun and you're getting murdered. But I could see how I could totally see how that would like put people off. But for me, that was like it became a, re- a reward and a learning process to have mm. everything stacked against you and then figure out ways to make this entire solar system feel small and feel like you've properly conquered it and properly come like a long way. There was something to that that once I got over that initial hurdle of right, I'll just give myself a goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this planet. Every single time, I'm gonna just figure it out. I'm gonna get the layout down. Once I started like sort of giving myself my own objectives in a way, even though there are objectives in the game, but you know, things to kind of get a reward from the end of it. Like just, just to map out a certain route or to understand how to land your ship or something Mm -hmm. in these small increments, because they do all sort of inform each other. It became this kind of snowball effect where everything started informing each other. and It just became like this rewarding thing. So I'd I'd want to employ you both to try it again. uh, And I hope you like it, but (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. What on the new system? I mean, I guess yeah, on that's the... That's what I have to say, sorry. <laughs> well, the thing is with anything like... Because um, I've still got it installed as well. So I'm like, it's always there. It's always something that I can get back around to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, wish I, I wish I had the sensations that you had and maybe someday <laughs> I will. Um, the next one down we've got written is the Mario Collection, the 3D All-Star stuff, which I know, Benroy, you've been playing uh, recently. Um, that stuff, how have you found it? Basically, £35. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I spent £50 and 64 because I'm a slave, as I've said before, to Nintendo and I'm just going to do it forever. But I will say playing that, especially getting to the later levels, I can't remember what the volcano one is called. But when you go, like, some of the camera controls have really started to, like, yeah. actually grind into me to the point where I've been swearing. Like, like why, I did towards the end of the Final Fantasy. Why did they not map just full 3D controls to an analog stick? Why, why did didn't they, they do it in chunks? Why didn't they do anything to this apart from export yeah. or ROM sort of thing? Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's still it's still Mario 64. It still plays great. It's still revolutionary. But some things like the controls or climbing up a pole and then trying to jump off, but then as you're moving forward, Mario turns a bit and then, ah, no, sorry, you're down the bottom of the volcano yeah. again. Bye. Certain things like that. Or it just, like, when you... I know this was in the original game as well, but there's like one style when you have to, in the very first level, shoot out of a cannon and keep mm. hitting coins as you go mm. along. But coins don't render in until it's too late. So you go in there, you're shooting across the map, you're missing a coin and then you go all the way back. Little things like that where it's like just controls, camera and certain things like things rendering in a bit too late mm-hmm. all feel like they should all be there in this remaster, remake or whatever the heck, this re I'm going to call it a re because they plopped it out. 
<laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, like, I don't think this is a good way to play Mario 64. I just think that, like, having literally got, I got my N64 last year for my 30th. Um, <laughs> and I, I got Mario 64 then as well. And I still think that game was absolutely gorgeous. I had a really great time with it. It flows so well. I love the way that it played. I love the feel of Mario in motion and the momentum and everything else. And then going to this one and having that fresh, you know, comparison, I think this is a, a far worse version of it. Um, and it, it's hard to pin it down, but I think it feels better on the N64 controller. Um, and I think the, the movements yeah. just feel, I don't know, it's hard to pin it down. Maybe that, I, I remember watching some um, tech breakdown of the specifics of how it runs and it can be the, the slightest change in frame rates or frame rate dips or something like that. Um, and it's just that it's all in controller feel and the feel of the game and the N64 one just seems to still be the definitive one. Um, but I mean, still, at least, it, at least it is a package of Sunshine, Galaxy and 64, but I feel like we're wrestling with our own love of Mario to enjoy it um because it's really not they should have done so much more that the camera work should have been the least thing they did 50 pounds and limited time only and only the three games and not the fourth one there are so many caveats to this like if you've got no way and you don't want to break the law by downloading a rom then yes play <laughs> this because you shouldn't break the law but uh-huh. at the same time it's like they are they have done the bare minimum probably not enough to justify the price but mm-hmm. still Soon as that came up at the end of the direct, I got that fear. I was like, "Well, that was the thing. I need this. I yeah, my N sixty four is somewhere in here, and uh, I kind of I don't even want my car- character, my copy, my copy of Mario. I think is hundreds of miles away for some reason. <laughs> I've got Glover there, but not Mario. Uh, and yeah, it just I don't know. It's because." You said about the controls. I couldn't work out how to do a bum slam for ages. I had to go into the <laughs> control like options and find out because I just couldn't work it out. And I felt so silly for not being able to just play with the controller and not work that out myself. I don't know that is silly as well, but something about it just doesn't feel right. But yeah, it's got that misty like, oh, it's Mario. Well, that's the thing. Like I said, as soon as it popped up, it was like, oh my God, they're actually going to do it. Like, oh, Mario 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy. And like, obviously with Galaxy especially, um, you, we did just throw money at the screen. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a, it's a hell of a thing, but it's, it is just sheer brand power or individual game power. Um, Josh, as, a, as a, someone who hasn't played Mario 64, does this collection at all bring you in? Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> it was immediately on my radar because I've only ever dabbled very little in all of those games that are on sale. And obviously mm. people love them especially, you know, Galaxy and 64, obviously, that's the other two I hear the most about. So this was very appealing to me, but then it was £50. And I thought, I don't know if I can justify that right now when there are all these other games like The Outer Wilds that are quite cheaper. So I'm going to get around to it eventually. I'm really looking forward to it, to be fair, just because I feel like it might be better for someone like me who doesn't have that prior experience and just wants to experience them in some way. The thing is, Uh, I don't know if, Benroy, would you agree this is the best way to play Mario? Like I just, I would, I would almost discourage people from playing 64 this way because it's got such a reputation, and this I, version is not going to do it. I think it's weird because, like, deep down I want to say no, but I'm just going to say yes because of like <laughs> how easily available it is, how you can just get mm-hmm. on the Switch, and how Josh could play it while you, your partner's watching TV or doing something else, and you can have it on the Switch there. Sorry, because I've not really tried it handheld yet. I've only played it on the TV, but like mm-hmm. I keep trying to like, I should play this in bed or something. It's going to be like a Christmas game where. Uh, when I venture out into the apocalypse, when I sort of like, I camp out several days to get down south sort of thing, I'm a bit playing it <laughs> Dude, sort of thingy. That's exactly, you hit the nail on the yeah. head there. That's exactly what I decided to wait for because I was going to get it right now and I thought, no, I always get like a big Nintendo game at Christmas. I feel mm. like two years ago, it was Breath of the Wild. Last year, it was um, uh, Mario Odyssey. So I'm just waiting for this moment where I've got a few weeks off work. <laughs> and I'm hopefully going to be back 
um, visiting my parents, you know, touch wood. Uh, yes. And then hopefully yeah. I get to play through like these stellar games, just like back to back and like, just love giving it, giving it a go in bed or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole the Nintendo magic works best at birthdays and Christmas. So like that's I'm, that's lush. And Mario sixty four soundtrack is gorgeous as well. I'm gonna skip. Uh, I'm gonna skip Sunshine and, and play sixty four, then go straight to Galaxy, then go with Sunshine good. because Sunshine is uh, I mean, the, not good. The, the clean. <laughs> if you want a cleaning simulator with bad camera controls <laughs> and, and bad cons- movement and every level design, just it's I don't I don't I there I, I didn't play Sunshine until I did it in this collection. And I, all the people who said that was a You're bad lucky. Mario game, I know the people who said that was a bad Mario game, um, 100% with them, it, it's really bad. Um, we should end on uh, Mafia Definitive Edition only. I think only me and Josh have gone through this. I don't know if you played the old version, uh, Ben Roy, the original Mafia games. I just was like, eh, it looks like cheap Godfather. That was my thing, yeah. (laughs) Back in the day, I was like, oh, this looks like chunky Godfather. Um, But yeah, me and Josh are both playing through the Definitive Edition, which I think visually, like, feels like it's up there with Shadow of the Colossus, like one of the best looking games um, on the current gen. Um, I've just finished it last night. Josh, how far have you managed to get? Um, I haven't played it the past couple of nights because it's become my game that I put on about 10 o'clock before bed and like do a few <laughs> missions of. And I've been a bit too busy. So I'm, I, I would guess about halfway through, I think mm-hmm. going off like the mission log, I think there's 20 missions. I'm about 10 or 11 in, I'd say maybe a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've still got a ways to go in terms of, you know, story content at least. Okay. I mean, yeah, I finished it last night and I thought that, like, I love the, the general setup of the story and everything. I thought it was a bit rushed towards the end. Um, but watching some comparisons, they have done a lot more with, like, re-recording dialogue and making sure that different character points come across and things like that. I would still totally recommend it, even though I did say F this out loud to pretty much every action set piece in there, because it still plays like a 2002. Um, and just it's just not built for like the, those big over the top bits where you're chasing yeah. down a plane or you're doing whatever um, and that stuff <laughs> starts to feel really awkward um, as a quick super quick wrap up um, I will mention that I played a little bit of Squadrons last night and um, that game the Star Wars Squadrons um, is in first person only Ben Roy's copy he'll be getting to it over the weekend and um, we'll have a video on Monday I think Ben Roy and you are going to get on it um, yeah that game is solid as hell it's it's very much the spiritual sequel to Jedi Starfighter um, although it is only it's first person only which is such a bugbear but I know that they clarified yeah. that months ago um, um, but it does it does almost force you into a really cool space though where it's like it is a first person shooter in space um, and there's lots of manual controls for the ships like throttle control and you're rerouting power towards blasters or towards the engines whether you want to get a speed boost and stuff like that um, some really cool ideas and something I didn't expect at all from EA um, so that stuff is cool Ben Roy, you wanted to quickly mention Spelunky so Spelunky is a game that it, it's a roguelike it's, it was super hard and I never really got good at it I spent the mo- most of my time watching people playing it mm. like uh, one Patrick Klepek I would just sit there and watch him for hours playing it because I just couldn't ever get as far as him I couldn't even get to OMAC this one <laughs> I've been popping on some audiobooks popping on some podcasts play, sitting down just playing it you know it, just like in between that time just after like between like dinner and sort of things and just getting through and it's just I've done a lot better in this one. I don't know what it is. I think it's the addition of new enemies and just, I feel like they've, they've tweaked it a bit. It just was more responsive to me and just everything about that. I've managed to get to the end a few times. Well, one of the endings, this, I don't know if you know about Spunky, but it's got like mm-hmm. three or four different secret other endings in different worlds you have to breach through to. But um, just getting towards the end and fighting the boss and only dying because it's me making a stupid mistake rather than me getting squished by this the giant big head that just wants to crush you. I've just been <laughs> really enjoying it. I've been really enjoying saying there's just not really any story. You're just playing. You're playing Spelunky Man's daughter, and now you're doing. You're you're following his journeys as his daughter. And you're just going through, and just 
going through some caves and it's random each time and then mm. sometimes the slave man that you get every now and then might go and rob the shop cause the shopkeeper to start destroying the level and then you get bad <laughs> that's 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 all you need for the back of the box quote i will say that in the um space of roguelikes um hades is the thing that i've been doing the same thing on where it's just just doing run after run after run um and i will totally champion hades like i think i we just did a video today it'll be on the channel for which one thing will make you give up on a game forever um and i have such a thing with roguelikes where i think that because you are losing your quote-unquote losing progress you need to rerun it again with a different build and see how far you can get and whatever that that stuff does weigh on me and eventually i gave up on dead cells because i got to the final boss multiple times and just kept dying i will um, say hades is great though with spelunky like you can do the classic sort of thing like i think you could do this the first one like, where you just try and play through the whole thing but this mm -hmm. one has divergent paths so you don't always have to go through jungle anymore you can go through sort of like robotic sort of like lava caves which is so much harder i wouldn't recommend it first time around yeah. and if you go through get far, get past the first four levels out of the case you can eventually you do it a few times you can pay this woman to sort of unlock a shortcut for you so what i've been doing is i've, I've now unlocked the shortcut after playing it so much and i just jump straight into the jungle mm -hmm. and then just been working on that and just really getting used to the how that sort of biome works towards the other one just getting into it and that's helped me like just be more into Splunky, me playing it more and i feel like even though it's a rug like where you die and you lose everything you can have this sort of semi option to have a bit of progression which i feel really works with this one Mm -hmm. it's always that balance of like does it feel like you just wasted your time or is there something carrying yeah. forward and like yeah i didn't think to, for me i love dead cells feel but i didn't think it balanced that side of it that well but hades has a whole story that only works with resetting you're going back to the same location talking to different characters and that stuff changes over time um but yeah we'll might we end up we might end up doing another what we playing podcast depending on what news breaks across the week um, and what other things happen so for now this has been the what culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tilford joined by ben roy turner Farewell. And Josh Brown. Goodbye. And we'll catch you next time. Bye -bye. See ya. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.